Welcome to Investor Insights, the wealth management podcast where we address investor needs, help you enhance your financial situation, and explore all parts of a person's financial life. And now, the host of Investor Insights, Mike Williams. Hello there, it's Mike Williams, and uh, thanks again for coming back to the podcast. Uh, This episode we're going to call Apocalypse No. Not Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse No. We spent the better part of the last 15 years, pretty much since 9-11, as I recall in our notes, moving from Apocalypse Now to Apocalypse Later. I've stated this many times in the broadcasts, and it bears repeating today, because once again, the fears driven by experts' opinion flashing across our screens for weeks was, well, Incorrect. Imagine that. Another fear that ended the world as we know it was incorrect. We better call the fact check police quick. The topic of which I am speaking, of course, is the latest sector to be whacked in the internal rolling bear market. That being retail, you know, the stuff you go to the malls for. We were told again the consumer is dying. The consumer unfortunately has been dying, according to experts, ever since I began in this business in 1982. When I started, the GDP for the United States was $6.49 trillion during the year of 1982. The consumer was, of course, dying. We had lots of reasons that the consumer was dying back then. Mostly, we had never seen gas prices the way we saw them. Inflation was out of control. Interest rates were 20%. It was pretty staggering. Today, today, fortunately, the GDP is a little bit larger. It's over $18 trillion, yet another record. And still, we're, t- we're told the consumer is dying. I would argue that you should listen to this continued garbage about the consumer at your peril. There was a clue, though. The the data helped to confirm the barbell economy we are keeping clients focused upon. Further, the data showed the continuing and massive shift underway with Generation Y slowly but surely taking the baton for, well, the next 30 years or so. As they say, don't fight the tape, and the tape for the next few decades will be decided by Generation Y, our kids Take a quick look. Strong retail sales shocked everyone in the, quote, expert business because um, they weren't expecting it. They expected a 0.8 tenths of 1% month-over-month increase. We got a 1.3% month-over-month increase. That's a pretty big miss, I would say. Half a percent on an 8 tenths of a percent expectation. Core retail sales were 60% higher than expected. The headline foiled the experts again. The hype and fear was for naught. Once again, we shot down all those black swans as they came in much higher than expected. Interestingly, the month of March was also raised. They revised the retail sales higher. You remember last month, right? Core retail sales were doubled in the latest revision. Apocalypse Now has once again turned into Apocalypse Later. When will we learn? I suppose 
not for many more years. There's an easier way to do all this, though. The barbell economy is real, and the barbell portfolio carries significant volatility reduction. Be assured of this. As investors, we have to accept this. The negative chatter is not going to end. If it bleeds, it leads has been replaced by, if I can scare the crap out of my readers and get their attention, then that goes first, period. It's an expensive habit, this fear-mongering garbage. Break it soon. Massive beneficial surprises are ahead for those who properly prepare and are willing to be patient and disciplined. Let's check the retail sales details, though, for another view of the footprints of Generation Y. I mentioned earlier, you can see the footprints. By the way, I'd argue that we're starting to see where the gas savings have gone to. They weren't just at the baby boom spots. Times are changing. Kohl's and Nordstrom's and Macy's all missed big. Turns out consumers are spending, spending plenty, though, just not at traditional department stores. Other areas of strength included 9.7% for building supplies. Guess what? We're fixing up our homes. Sporting goods were up big. That's because teenagers are in a lot of sports these days. Furniture was up. We're getting new furniture. Auto, auto vehicles and parts up 4.5%. And get this, food services and bars up 7.4%. That's pretty staggering. Listen, it's easy to ignore the baton, but it continues to prove an error, even if this early stage of the shift is underway. We covered it a couple of years ago in what we called a tectonic shift. These kids, these Generation Y kids, are going to change almost everything we're accustomed to. And for the good, most of the time, those who accept this early will have a far easier pathway ahead in moving through the market interruptions we're likely to continue to face. Remember from earlier podcasts, I know I'm being repetitive here, but there's a purpose. Yes, boring. Yes, slow. But all too real. You know that part of a relay race where they pass the baton? In the past, one runner slows a bit as the other runner catches up with their speed. Right now, as we speak, under all the noise and wasted chatter of chaos, the baton is being passed. Even the latest retail sales show the breadcrumbs along the way. The baby boom has been running the race for 30 years. They're slowing down. They're not ending. They're slowing down. And they're passing back the growth baton. Generation Y is that runner that's picking up speed to catch up and 86 million of them are on their way. Underestimate this tectonic shift at your own peril. The stage is set to be as surprising as it was in the early 80s when few saw the baby boom coming. Like Yogi always says, making predictions is tough, especially when it's about the future. This is the interesting part in all of this. As we go through May and we get the chop we expected during earnings season, just a couple of weeks have caused the AAII sentiment to be a real stunner. Let's put this in context before I give you the numbers. And this is out in the last 24 hours. 
Back in March of 2009, when one could argue the world really did feel like it was ending, the bullish sentiment reading in the AAII National Investor Survey was 19.4%. In other words, only one in five people felt bullish. Four in five were bearish or neutral, meaning I don't know what the hell is going on. Here's the point. That was 10,000 Dow points ago. 10,000 Dow points. Do you want to know what the latest bullish reading is? 20.4%. Less than 1% away from how bad it was in March of 2009. 10,000 Dow points ago. This is the 62nd week out of 64 weeks where the bullish sentiment reading has been below its normal range, which, by the way, is nearly twice where we are right now, at 39%. Once again, four out of five investors are either neutral or bearish on the market. It, it requires repeating here. I've said it before in other podcasts. If you think the masses are too bullish, give them a few weeks of red ink and they'll all disappear. Look, just in case you think the monsters are going to fade, that's no longer the media business we're party to. Uh, we all interact with media everywhere we look these days. The media model is different now, though. It's not just giving you information. It demands it gets your attention. You don't get people's attention by saying everything's going to be fine. You get people's attention by no matter what the data is, you tell them the world is ending. You tell them why, and you tell them the only place they're going to figure out why is right at your headline page. So what's the next monster? I'll give you a hint. It's deficits. The massive tax burdens which have been added to business builders and investors over the last eight years, along with massive new regulations and costs, have kind of run their course. Remember, all those taxes were added for a social distribution experiment in America that our wonderful current administration has brought upon us. Now, you can talk politics all day long, but numbers don't lie. Effectively, you can only take so much off the top before you get told your recovery is the weakest in history. It's not weak because of anything we did. It's weak because of what got done to the economy. There's something called Hauser's Law, H-A-U-S-E-R-S. -E Politicians have to plug into it pretty quick because here's what it says. It says there's a limit to how much tax revenue can be extracted from the private sector before people stop investing and the economy stops growing. Why do we point this out? Well, the latest data says that while tax rates have continued to rise, tax collections have started to falter. They've been on record increases. Weakness in current tax collections is coming from individual and corporate income tax. Now, we can argue some of that is um, uh, in corporate world is the, is the reduction in earnings out of the energy sector, which you know, has a little bit to go. Uh, but the, the brunt of weaker profits 
is uh, where, we're, where we're coming from there. But payroll taxes, they continue their rise and are at record levels. Strangely enough, matching the rise in payrolls and wages. But here's the deal. While the deficit, the federal deficit as a percent of GDP, is still pretty much middle of the range of where it was for most of the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it's starting to roll over. Okay, The message is pretty basic, though. We've got to come over to another thought. Rather than fear things all over again, we need to recognize that the next thing the experts are going to trot out is headlines that will talk about the budget deficit. It will surely take up time in the press this summer with the closing months of the presidential campaign, which is said to get nastier and nastier. The issue is this. We have to recognize as people who pay taxes, politicians almost always fail to understand business and instead will likely turn their focus on some form of even higher taxes to try to close what would become an increasing deficit. The correct fix, of course, is to roll back what has happened to us for the last eight years. That would be to reduce tax rates, simplify the tax code, and massively reform the multitude of entitlement programs that have been added in this social experiment in order to keep spending under control. It will reverse the massive errors and failed experiments of the last eight years it will cause a brand new wave of investment, multitudes of new businesses, even more new jobs, and oddly enough, more tax collection. So listen, we got more monsters. Remember, the new monster always comes out when the old monster turns out to be fake. And remember this, new monsters are always worse than the one that didn't work out before. So listen, the pause we've been trudging through in markets for 19 months, well, it's working. Refitting in the corporate world is unfolding. A drive for corporate efficiencies continues as the rage. Confusion reigns and bearishness is once again king of the hill, as the sentiment notes earlier in this podcast. These are perfect ingredients for long-term investors and the barbell economy unfolding ahead. Let's hope for some summer swoon as the doldrums unfold ahead of us. Expect it to be boring. Expect it to slow down. And the risk you have to watch out for is when it's slow, the media headlines turn up the noise. They turn up the volume. They turn up the hype. So let's ignore it. Let's flex our contrary muscles and be ready to take advantage of that summer swoon. Hope these thoughts have been helpful. Until we see you again on the next podcast, may your journey be grand and your legacy significant.